This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malcorn. With Karen and Cress. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? That's sighing next to me is Karen Kilgariff. I'm Chris Fairbanks. And I'm Karen Kilgariff. Yes, yeah, I, I mean, we cover I, I ruined yeah. the. Normal. I have to say, it is like a signature, a verbal signature. I that am, it's me. I am only Chris Fairbanks. Listen to the airport while we're. We oh, are, we're still here. We're the sights and sounds of LAX just passing the international gates. See if you can pick out some accents. Um, Maybe German or Taiwanese. Or Winnipegian, which is where I just came from. Oh, how are the Winnipegians doing? I love them. And yeah? I mean, and I'm sincere when I say they're some of the... And I, I think it's kind of all of Canada. I'm slowly starting to understand how incredibly amazing Canada is because it's like a country filled with librarians, like very reasonable, seemingly educated people who don't speak in loud tones and who listen. It's very strange, and it was a very satisfying experience. Oh, sure, Mr. Bus Ass. That's all I could think to call him <laughs> because he was... Rubbing against me he like an ass. It, rubbing it up against you. And he's a bum. That was a... What a rude... I have half a mind to call the Hertz rental car people. Here's the thing, though. You might be in the that lane. I guess. Could you be in the shuttle lane? You're on his side. Well, I have to be. I can't believe... I am the side. devil's advocate starring Keanu Reeves <laughs> and Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino is so good in that he is he gives a huge performance he's not a peculiar one he's he gives he gives the largest performance al pacino size performance i like that. how he yells a lot yeah he, you know why because he does it in weird ways like christopher walken speaks he yells 
uh, with strange accents, which is kind of really the secret to acting. Yeah, it it just kind of twisted around everyone's vocal range. I remember taking an acting class, and she said, "You kind of stay at the same volume. I want you to occasionally get loud and then get quiet." And I'm like, "Oh, so don't." Act like a normal human. Right, exactly. You're telling me not to act natural? You might have a little Canadian in you. I because might. Because truly, I, I mean, do you know what I'm talking about? People yeah, that are I just like kind to, of calm I like to stay quiet like a nation of librarians. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, no, I love Canada, every part of Canada I've been to. And that's Calgary and Quebec. Yes. And some BC. I guess I've been to most of the provinces. Provinces. <laughs> I've been to Rhode Island. <laughs> provinces um and then province where is winnipeg for those who don't know of course i do you know i couldn't uh offhand what i remember being told is we were kind of directly above minnesota okay and it's apparently one of the coldest cities in the world wow it's further north than siberia wow and colder than most places now let's say you got hold of a Siberian tiger. Let's say you catch <laughs> caught that tiger by, by the toe. toe. Sure. Yes. If it, Absolutely. And he hasn't hollered, so you've maintained I, your... So I don't have to let him go no, yet? No, no, okay. not yet. Good. But once he does, let him... Uh, okay. You could take a Siberian tiger and yeah. just take him to Winnipeg, and he'd be like, ah, oh, home sweet home. He might be like, ooh, could you get me a tiger sweater? <laughs> no, and I would. I'd do anything to make a tiger happy <laughs> or just keep him from getting mad. Remember that part in, did you ever see the movie Manhunter, which was a prequel to Silence of the Lambs, and it's an 80s movie? Very much no. There's a prequel to Silence of the Lambs? Well, it's not an official prequel, but it, in the book series it is the prequel, but oh. not the movies don't necessarily connect in any way. Right. But It's like uh, Shawshank Redemption is a prequel to The Body, which became Stand By Me. It's just in the same book. No, no. So different. Because okay. that's like similar authors and that's like the Stephen King world or whatever they call yes, it. Yes, yes. But this is actually, Hannibal Lecter is in Manhunter. Oh. Uh, but he is not the star and it's not about him, his business. Well, it's kind of similar. It's what just, was his business? Oh, Hannibal Lecter ate, have you been, have you watched this TV series? It's so no, good. I need to, should I? Yes. Oh, I 100% okay. recommend it. It's really graphic. Wait, wasn't it canceled and everyone was up in arms? Yes. Okay. But this, this last season is just ending, but it's so gorgeously shot and beautifully art directed and like very thoughtful and the action is crazy and it's very graphic. I think that's what people don't like or like probably what suits don't like about it is like literally every episode Hannibal Lecter eats someone in a very gourmet, highly gourmet way. Oh wow. Um but it's it's very well written and well done. But I would love it already. I yeah, love watching watch humans it. eat other humans. It's and beautifully like with a big it'll be like a big beautiful His, cabbage leaf underneath the And liver. he's just presenting it for himself. Like he makes no, he often is feeding it to other people they don't know. Oh, see, a guy did that in Great Falls, Montana once. and I. Not to you. I guess in a TV movie or a series it's okay. But no, just to some neighborhood people. Yeah, that's horrifying. And then someone about my age was from Great Falls after a show in Boise. And she said, I'm from Great Falls. And I'm like, oh, every time I hear about Great Falls, I hear about that kid who was uh, cooked up and served to the neighborhood banquet style. And she said... Yeah, that was my neighbor. Ugh. And she started to cry, and I'm like, well, I'm great with people. Hold on. No. Yes. I reject her doing that to you. She, it was, I, she didn't want me how to many, feel bad. How many years had it been? 
I don't know if she burst into tears, but she seemed very close to the kid. You're not and maybe, allowed to put that on people, though. You didn't she, know? Maybe she had a taste. I may have really... <laughs> well, then she shouldn't leave her goddamn house. I still can't have meatloaf. I used to love hot dogs so much, and now I can't have any hot dogs. I'm so... Oh, you poor thing. That's why. That's why I say when anyone cries. Oh, you oh, poor thing. Oh, bless your, bless your little heart. Hey, have you noticed? Something? What I say when people cry is, "You're not allowed to put that on me." Yeah, that's why I should. Don't put that shit on me. Take your, take that shit back home and work it out until you can be out in public. That's my style. Are you? Um, so, you did shows at some kind of festival. Am I right about that? It, yes, it was the first year of the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, which is called the Odd Block Festival. Not to be confused with the Oddball. No, uh, although it probably helped them publicity-wise to be oh, confused yeah. like that Just way. in case you're Googling festivals and you start with O. Yes, okay. Th- that one would be the uh, Meryl Streep to this young local talent, hot actress, but still in community theater. How were the comics in Winnipeg? I heard there's a lot of funny people there. There, there were great people there. Yeah. I, I can't say that I saw... There was a couple like local shows, mm-hmm. but I was doing... Like la- Latin-themed shows <laughs> locals only no local oh lo- oh uh don't you know local wednesdays you don't you know i'm local <laughs> it sounds like i'm doing a racist voice but that's from cypress hill oh i was gonna do um love is blind homegirl and that's from me vita loca <laughs> we can Starring all do edward james almost has a smooth face i've used that joke so, on the show before i'll use it again i laugh Thank you. Um, I do that though. That's kind of my thing. I enjoy your comedy. <laughs> thank you. Oh. <laughs> thank you. I enjoy yours too. Oh my God! Thank you. Did the, the, the Winnipegians enjoy your comedy? They. It seemed that they did. Here's a one funny thing that happened because Drennan and I have been performing so, our songs together so much. And lately. Drennan, he was not with you on this trip. You were no, he solo. was there. Oh, okay. But then we all they also booked us separately on shows. Oh, cool. So there was one show, and of course, as it happens at festivals, I don't know if any of our listeners have ever gone. But they're like, it's like shows all day long for, say, three days in a row. Yes. And so you kind of are like looking at a piece of paper. You're like, I've got one at 7, I've got one at 9, and I've got one at 11, whatever. Uh, So I kind of forgot that I had this show by myself. So I showed up. I went to the show because it was also a very small festival. So it was basically every show was Rhea Butcher, me, Drennan, Ron Lynch, and, like, James Adoman. And there was, like, basically they only had – enough comedians to have three different combinations okay. why did i think it was a damn funny ladies competition nope I there's I there's a all jane Rhea. all jane no dick there which go. is in portland i believe next ah, month. ah nothing to do with winnipeg no okay but north sure uh, and cold at times and Rhea butcher who's hilarious uh participating one of my she's one of my favorite people because i did uh um i just have gotten to hang out with her a lot lately because we were in Denver together. Oh, okay. At High Plains just the weekend before. I'm yeah. very, I'm festivaled out. I will tell you that right now. Are you? I just am too old. I don't want to hang around. I don't want to listen to fresh young comics who love to riff, riffing presentationally anymore. Right. All that has lost any amount of charm for me. Right. Green rooms aren't, I don't love them. I just want to charge my phone and stare at Twitter. Yeah. 
I know. It's a problem. I'm just, it's just... And the way that I and most comics deal with it, it's like, well, let's get drunk so we can be comfortable with everyone talking at once. Yes. Yeah, and, and that's what I do. And you don't have that luxury. I don't have that luxury, and I've, I, I don't have the luxury of really anything right now, except for, unfortunately, my main serious problem, which is sugar. And I don't know if you've ever had a Canadian Kit Kat. No, but I do know they do amazing things with our candies. Yes. Canada is doing it right because they're clearly using whole products and like right. making things taste delicious and not filling them with wax and you preservatives. You the Kit Kat. <laughs> first of all, that's how they pronounce it. They put an umlaut over the A. And by that, I meant umlaut. Wow. What the fuck's wrong with my brain? I, I like the idea open. of a fucking Kit Kat, which you, is big enough to lay in and take a nap in oh. and eat at the same time. Yeah, but, yo, that's the best. Right? Oh. Kit yes. Kat. Bite your pillow, because <laughs> you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, they'll you'll bite the chocolate, and it's, it, it tastes like the chocolate of a Toblerone. That's right. Yeah, exactly. It's very rich. But then the Kit Kat wafers had a, almost a very slight malted uh, taste to them. It, it just tasted really good. Wow. And so the first one I had, they had like a tiny little store in the front of the hotel, the Alt Hotel, which is a very nice hotel in Winnipeg if you're going. I will completely plug them because I thought it was going to be kind of gross. The Alt Hotel sponsor of Do You Need a Ride? Alt Hotel, they like to use primary colors and and fancy um, chairs made of rope. I can't explain <laughs> it. Nautical rope chairs. It <laughs> Alt Hotel, we'll leave a light on for you. Whoops, we're being sued. <laughs> so... They had, I would be like, everyone would be hanging out, and they'd start the next show, and they'd be like, yeah, let's go do this and that, and I'd be like, totally, I'll see you in one minute, and I would get into a minivan and make some child drive me back to the hotel. Oh, you Irish goodbye, and nothing All, against every the time. Irish, but they leave parties early without telling anyone, apparently. I'm proud of it, because a, I don't owe anybody anything at yeah, this point. and the thing is, I, I always noticed when Howard Kramer always did that when I moved here, I'd be, I'd be hanging out with him, and then he disappeared, and I called him. Where'd you go? Worried about his well-being. <laughs> yeah, I had to get out of there. I just went home. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, then I'd have to say goodbye to everybody, and I didn't want to have to. Part it's of that. Easy. You'll be doing it soon. Part of it, too. I mean, part of it is just, it's self-preservation, and it's it's for sanity of, like, then you you don't want to get into these rounds of, like, goodbye. No, wait, I have to talk to you oh, about God, one thing, whatever. Yeah. No, thank you. But the other thing is, uh, which I believe Howard and I both suffer from is self-importance, where we really think people are going to make a big deal, so we got to do this thing. Just you know what I mean? Like there is a bit of uh, a self-aggrandizement in that concept of I have to Irish goodbye, right? Or I everyone will just tear at my sweater because I'm so popular. <laughs> it's a little bit of that, but at this thing, it's more like they're doing shows. And truly, I'm, I know for a fact people don't give a shit. It's not like they're going to be like, Karen, stick around, because all anyone's doing is comedy for other people. It's I, just I, for the... I think that you're probably being realistic. It's yeah, just, I think I am. I mean, at the level of what, how much do they want you? Are they going to be clawing? Are they really going to hurt your sweater? Right. Or are they just going to bore you with their thoughts on comedy, which is bad enough? It's it's pretty bad. I mean, there was a couple of people there that it, were, it was fun to see. And, like, Michelle Buteau was there, who's one of my favorite people. Such a hilarious comedian and such a... I just could spend every day with her. I'm guessing by the way you pronounce her name, I'd have trouble spelling it. Uh, Buteau. Okay. B-U-T-E-A-U. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind like of Frenchy a little bit. Okay, you sure. don't know her from stand-up? 
She's um, a New York comic. I know her from cycling. No. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I should. I don't know a lot of New Yorkers. I should. Okay. I need to go there more. Um, Michelle and Rhea and I were like a posse. That sounds. Awesome. And we had a great time. I like Rhea. Rhea skateboards. She's hilarious. She truly so fun. She was a little skate rat. That's right. Oh, I saw those pictures on Twitter. Yeah. Um. So we had the girls had a good time, and then once they they both left on the same day, and then I was like, all right. Anyhow, but it was a, fu- a very fun, and I met, we have a big fan in Winnipeg named Ian. I don't remember your last name, Ian. Ian Atlas, maybe? Uh, um, well. I'm not sure. His Twitter, his Twitter avatar is crazy. It looks like he's standing on stage doing comedy, but he's with like a, like a cougar clock on his head. Oh, I wish we could, we're always giving shout outs, but then we don't, uh, I know. we don't know the details of names. I know the details, but you don't. I got I, to meet him in real life, but he okay. was there, came to all my shows, Was is a big fan of the podcast and a fan of Drennan and my uh, songs, and it was just cool. It was nice to have a fan. I guess right now it's time, to, I, we apologize for not having an episode last Monday oh, and also this Monday, but, but we've been busy. I have a job job now. Chris I, has a job job. It's a job job. I wake up, stay late, job job, everyday job, <laughs> and we'll... You know, I'm getting used to it. And we're doing our best. And we both have had weekend gigs and... Here's what I love, though. I will say this. I love that this is not... We're not just doing this in a vacuum up our own ass, like we're being idiots or self-indulgent. I love that people actually complain to us if we don't put this out, because that means it actually means something to people other than just you and I. Yeah. That's very nice. There's at least two dozen people out there that look... (laughs) that get upset and are voicing who knows how many other dozens aren't saying anything about it. They might even be angrier and they, they can't talk they're, because their faces are so red. Because their hands are shaking. They're, they want to murder us. <laughs> oh, wow. Because we're not doing our part Oh, yet. God. Let's keep doing it. That sounds yes. terrible. Yes, we are all going to be murdered. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, so that was nice. And it was just a fun thing. It was like, I, it was very cool to be in a different country, but not have to fly in a plane for that long. Right. And have a re- legitimately different vibe of culture and of like... Because a lot of people scoff at the idea of... Because I, I, you go to Cal- Calgary and it doesn't seem that different. It just seems like a laid back town in Texas because there's oil uh, buildings everywhere, gas yeah. company. But... That, the part of Canada you were in, did, did it feel European at all, other than... No, the, you know what it felt like um, that was different to me? I kept tripping every time I walked in anywhere because there's a little ledge everywhere you walk in because of snow. Oh. So, you know, like, nothing's just flat flat once. You know what I mean? You're, you have to step up to go into any restaurant. Oh, interesting. And so the first day I was there, I tripped pretty much everywhere I walked into. Um, but there I, were things like that I noticed. They call that the American Shuffle. Once <laughs> you come in. Uh, oh, I heard people talking behind my back. That's what they were saying. Yeah. She shuffled on in. Um, <laughs> but it, it's the kind of place that you can tell. And maybe this is just because I'm from California. And, and so snow places look similar to me. Like the one, first time I was in Madison or whatever. Where like the roofs have a certain angle yeah uh the the, all the buildings are very flat fronted you're not going to have a thing on the front of your building that's going to collect snow right sure things like that the cars all seem new maybe because they rust out so fast and there's probably basements 
you know, the only reason for basements is because the plumbing has to be uh, six feet underground. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So don't freeze? Feet. So around here, pipes don't freeze. Nope. No need for basements except maybe storage. But screw you. You got, you got pipes. You can afford a storage unit. You don't have to huddle up in the winter. Right. So you're working during the winter, whereas, you know, in Montana, people just hide behind their beards and flannel. <laughs> and I, the idea, though, of living in a snow environment is, is borderline romantic to me now because I've only ever done it once, and it was in New York City. Yeah. The coldest it got was 10, and I, la I couldn't stop laughing. I got off the subway. I thought it felt like I was in a jar of Listerine, <laughs> and I laughed all the way to the front door of my work. Why a jar of Listerine? Oh, it, just... My eyes were watering, and it was like when I inhaled, it felt crazy, and yeah. I'd never, it was like being on a different planet. I'd never experienced anything like that before, and I loved it. So I'm. it appeals to me, the idea of a, a very snowbound lifestyle, because it's so different. It was part of my life forever. I, I would spend year-round some years where it was snowing just take really take my body to Oregon in, even in the summertime and go to snowboard camps and it was so important to me to be around snow probably the most important and it was snowboarding the it was the yeah it was that. just to be able to snowboard all the time yeah. I, I snowboarded like it was my job but it really wasn't um, did you ever get sponsored no I you know my cousin Ross rode for K2, and so he got free stuff, and then I got stuff through him. And oh, nice. So you just which got made to, it easier, but yeah. it is an expensive sport. It's like golfing or something. It's like you're spending a lot of money for... I used to live in Oregon, just buy a pass and live off saltines in the lodge. Oh, and my not, God. And, I fucking love saltines, though. But every day, I don't know how I survive. And just hiking every day. Oh. And always having energy. That's that's a story about a 20-year-old yeah. person. Or a, also, where now, if you did get protein, where would you get some protein? Like, I would buy TVP, which is textured vegetable protein. It comes in powder form. You add water and then put it in a pan. I seriously ate that one winter every day. What the fuck? Is that like... Poor I, tofu? I, it, is, it is, yeah. It's t it's textured vegetable. Pro I, it's it's even poorer. You can buy it in bulk. I just had a giant bag of dry powder that was my <laughs> dinner. And I didn't really complain. I, I think it was actually pretty healthy because I was eating the same thing every day, like someone training for something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, who would eat that normally? Sorry. Someone that probably doesn't also drink malt liquor every night. So <laughs> I, I was, I was solid muscle, but I had a nice belly on me just oh, to give that fun, that uh, extra, extra kiss if I don't quite care enough about myself. Or maybe it might look like you had a parasitic uh, twin. Just maybe. Yes, just, just because everything else made so much sense. A time, a, a parasitic, a worm with my face just Ew. gorging away at my Going, intestines. Snowboard beer. Feed me. Feed me beer and snowboards. I wish I had arms and legs, but I'm just sedimentary. So I will rule you. I have all kinds of political aspirations. <laughs> yes. Oh, what if you have an evil tapeworm that just was hell bent on? ruling the world but he was caught in your body yeah it, it would at least give you indigestion in the very least you'd be worried just a little power hungry trump I, I don't know if we've talked about this but that idea of a, of a tapeworm with your face very much upsets me oh it's the worst uh, i ever since i brought it up 
Are you, have you been as upset as I've been? For the past minute? Yes. <laughs> I am crying. Um, because, do you remember that book? Well, uh, uh, I saw it as a book, but it was also a mo- the movie called Freaks. No. And it was the circus people, and then the people went to the circus, and they ended up, like, it's it's an old, like a movie from the 30s, and it features all of these circus performers who, so it's like, um, you know, the very a very the tiniest man in the world I sure think it was maybe tom thumb i'm not this is all so vague and there's people out there that are so livid right now because they know all the <laughs> names and they love it and uh or they they're care. gonna look it up and act like they know it right well look that, at me calling people out <laughs> really fucking getting in their faces take that ian what's your last name we should know <laughs> take that fan <laughs> he would never he wouldn't you um, know him better than i do uh yeah i know him really well Um, But there was a man in that series, and he, they called him the worm, and he not only was uh, a little person, but he was very, very little, and he had no arms or legs, so he was literally a head on a body of a stump, and his thing was that he could roll cigarettes with his mouth. That was his power? Well, like, that was his, yeah, I mean, like, and it... The second I saw him in that book, like, because when I was young, I used to love morbid curiosities like that. Like, I was very fascinated by all those kinds of things until I saw that guy. And then I was like, that is very upsetting. Yeah, just, so he's a worm-like man? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there was a person that took care of him. Well, I Because the thing that bothered me was you could just pick him up if you wanted to. I, I kind of understand why you would smoke, because smoking's bad for your circulation, and over time people have cold, tingling extremities, fingertips. He didn't have to worry about that. Smoke away, Johnny. That's right. And it made him look cool, because he's like, oh, you think I'm just a worm man? Well, check this shit out. I can do a thing that almost no one can do, roll a cigarette. Now, was there a smoking worm in Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> there was a smoking centipede guy. Yes. He had tons of legs. Though. Centipedes are like worms to me. With legs. With the, lots of millions of legs. It's a, it's, they're basically equal opposites. Um, Misfits of Science. Do you remember that show? Uh, I remember the name. There was a... Courtney Cox, I think, could become invisible. That was the oh. first thing Courtney Cox was in. Okay. And then there was another huge guy that could get very small. That's all I remember, but it sounds like Freaks. It sounds like it was based off of Freaks. It was. Yes. Except for they were just... From the 30s. Yeah, I think it played after a greatest American hero. Like, literally, one of the freaks was just a super fat lady. That now... Well, that's not... Yeah, nowadays, we, now, we, we don't say that. You, you we should We just call her a modern woman. <laughs> hey! What? Hey, goddammit! That's... No, it's it's not... I'm. It's, just because I have a beard. <laughs> you have exactly... And I've eaten a lot of candy beard, lately. And I don't know why you've never addressed it. <laughs> I'm glad you because finally. So I can it wear up. a tuxedo on the weekends. Half. <laughs> half tuxedo, half, half tuxedo. wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, It'd be fun to be that person, have the dress on the beard side, just to mess with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's called RuPaul's Drag Race, my friend. That's I know, how a lot of people I know, do it these days. You gotta watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Because the new look, it's almost like a hipster drag look these days, is to be this insanely gorgeous woman, but that, that I mean, I shouldn't say that, an insanely gorgeous person right? Uh, that looks like a woman but has a total hipster beard. Watch your pronouns. I, you got it these days. <laughs> <laughs> they. You have to, I think, well, it's not like you're going to go up to someone and say, how do you identify yourself? 
I would. I guess. I guess I'll start. I mean, or you can just hang out until they say something. Or learn their name. I think maybe learning people's names is the key. Yeah. Oh, God. We all know I'm bad at that. I know. Then, then you're saying someone's name over and over like a weird cult leader. Who yeah. wants that? I don't even like it during news interviews when someone goes, they're on Letterman and they're like, well, David, you know, David, I, uh, <laughs> and that's basically the story, David. Yeah. Stop doing that little gimmick. Well, I'll see right through it if yeah. you say my name. hate it when people say my name. It's me, same here. Yeah. What are you trying to get from me? Keep your hands out of my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Just yell that. <laughs> but, uh, well, good. Anyway, I'm glad you had fun up in Winnipeg. So you can just drop me off here on the 405. Oh, by that uh, disheveled, disheveled, disshredded tire. <laughs> Get inside it. Act like that baby. Act like the baby. Act like a baby from Michelin. <laughs> you called it dishambled, which might be my favorite word now. Oh, from, look at that dishambled tire. Oh, it's so dishambled over here. I love making up words. <laughs> I find that I do it a lot now that I'm in a room of, a room of writing. Uh, I say things and I realize because I'm talking out loud and I'm hearing myself talk more often. Yes. And I notice it a little when we're doing this, but I sometimes just uh, don't know what the hell I'm saying here. You just get a whole new word coming out? Yeah. I, I just, love it. I, is that is that room fun? And be careful because this will be recorded forever and most of the people it, you work with listen to our podcast. I've had a lot of fun. We okay, do good. laugh and ideas are had. There's times where we're on a roll. But the hard part is coming up with ideas and really, and them not being approved yet yes. because it is a pilot and the network has a lot of uh, opinions on what the show should be that aren't necessarily what we want to make, which is uh, something that isn't all comedy. It also has to be informational, so yeah, uh, coming up with factual things and then basing jokes off it isn't, it's like, I don't know. And we're learning. I'm learning. Yes. Well, that's how it is on pilots. Yeah. You just, everyone, I think oftentimes even the network doesn't really know what they want. They just keep saying what they don't want until something takes shape. Yeah. It's, I've, when I was doing art for a living, uh, that was so common that people just to validate their position would say, no, they know what they don't want, but they couldn't begin to describe what they do want. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you'd end up drawing a bunch of different things or designing other versions of it based on their feedback. And ultimately, they end up liking the first thing you ever showed them. Yeah. But I, th- I think that hopefully that happens here a little bit. Yeah, because nobody's going to go with the first thing. I mean, that's just illogical. To, right. You have to just kind of suss out all Let's possible options. Else. Yeah, no one's willing to believe that your first idea might be your best. Because it's your because it's the first yeah and and it's and you you look at it as like eventually you look at it it's it's fun to think of nine options and then if you have to go back to the first one fine yeah but like the the fun and the game and the talent everybody has is the ability to come up with endless amount of choices yeah and it's kind of fun to do that because then when you do come up with another one that's a variation that's better it feels even better because it was teamwork yes it really is a fun thing. Yeah. Um, it's to, hard for me just in general to... Oh, sorry, to... No, no. To, yeah, to, to assemble an idea with people. Is that what you are going to say? Yeah, group writing. Yeah. You have to get used to it. 
because you you're you were such a like one man band when you did World's Dumbest. Yeah, with the cymbals and then I had my <laughs> trumpet, and then you wouldn't even work with a monkey. No, no, so selfish. Unless I needed something grinded. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, it's it's been interesting working with others. It's been interesting going into a room that is just has a table and no windows and Ew. I don't smoke or anything there's no like breaks I you know I I'm thinking of uh, just periodically getting up and doing sit-ups or jumping jacks because I'm already feeling uh, quite sedentary and yes and that's I the worst part about each it each drive there my back jiggles a little more because of lost musculature yes so it's uh, true it's a very um well, also, uh, you're, well, you're not. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This way anyway, but like, I'm already like a stress eater or like an emotional eater. So then you get into that kind of thing of like, when you do leave the room, it's to go get something. Or suddenly you right. have these weird cravings. Exactly. And then you're fighting that all yes, the time. It's yeah. happening. I've, I've been eating, there's these bags of little chewy fruits. Yes. And I'm not a candy, I don't have a sweet tooth, and I'm developing one out of boredom. Yeah. Oh, please be nice, Mr. Carr did it yeah uh no that's that can be the worst part i started drinking a lot of green tea but my problem was just i i always balance like anxiety or any kind of negative feeling uh, my answer is always ingest something yeah <laughs> instead of like God, me write it out and just you know well, I think, understand it'll pass yeah the reasons you, you decided not to drink anymore i i have the same well i'm pretty addictive I think, and uh, I don't need it to be coffee all day because my ass is going to fall out of me. <laughs> it, it's just going to drop out. But it really does do something in the morning. I mean, it really does get your get your brain going yeah. and get your kind of like when you have to be hyper. It's like that common thing. You have to be in a little spazzy state to kind of let right. good things come it, it out. It took me a few days to start blurting. I think I get kind of shy and I'll have an idea of it. I'm like, oh, it's going to be dumb. But now I just let the dumb ideas fly like I do on this podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I told Jamie that um, on the first day she was, she just reported back to me of like, here's this and here's that. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, is Chris quiet? And she said, he was kind of quiet. And I said, yep, he's going to do that until like you just wait till the end of the week because oh, I know cool. that you're exactly like me in that way where like when I'm in a question mark situation I just wait I let everybody else do you know what right. I mean like that's my thing is just kind of like you hang back yeah then once you get comfortable people cannot make, and it, make me shut up yeah I'm just starting to get to where it's like okay I'm a valid part of this let me speak my mind but you need to, it's almost like, I always need to know exactly what the game is. I, you know what I mean? Like, instead of just like, hey, what about this or that? Like, I hate being wrong so much that I have to know the full perimeter. Right. I don't know what or, I'm saying. Yeah, no, or your, your kind of voice in the room. Mine has been, people are setting up 
an idea and I blurred out what the person sh- should say. Yes. Trying to get a laugh in the room. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, structure, I, I think I need to leave to other people because I'm uh, uh, schizophrenic. Am I schizophrenic? <laughs> no. Okay. I wasn't asking you. Oh, you're asking <laughs> the other voice? See, that's a classic one-two bit. It was good. Oh, it's Catskillian. Catskillian. <laughs> it's Catskillian. <laughs> am I going the right? I'm going. Yeah, you're going to have to get all the way over to the left, yes, though, pretty yes. soon. I am going to. You have some time, though. Right when we're done, purchase gasoline. Oh, okay. We're dry. Hey, I, I think there's a few things we should know. This podcast is going okay, right? I feel great about and it. And guess who's driving? Oh, Chris Fairbanks <laughs> is driving. Yeah. And, and Sound Manning. And also, uh, we were at LAX. There was a lot of traffic. And didn't, who didn't fly off the hinges? Chris Fairbanks. Yeah. Not one time. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, I'm learning to play well with myself. That, <laughs> that's private. Um, well, also, it's I'm that just thing. just combing my hair. I was actually super tense because all day long I thought today was Sunday. And because it's just one of those weird, like, right, we were you planning come on, home on a Sunday. Meaning we would have had uh, the podcast on. That's okay. But also, that's the terrible night at LAX. And even though it's not great right now, it certainly wasn't as terrible. Monday's the worst. Was it? Is Monday worse than Sunday? I don't know. You're right. Because Sunday's Sunday's the end of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So at least it wasn't, I mean, it was like 90% awful, but at least it was 98% awful. Yeah. I always come back on Sunday. Yeah. Certainly all the comics are coming back on Sunday. Yes. Were you with Most Ron of them Lynch? Did. Was that Ron Lynch? Yes. Okay. And actually, he I asked him to do the podcast. He had already gotten a ride, but he wants to do it. Oh, yeah. That would have been great if he just jumped in, but we can have him in the future. Yes. Terrific. This was my time. My time. Uh, it's actually fun to legitimately be getting a ride home from you, though. Isn't it? it? Have, we, have, we done, I don't, have we done it like this? I can't remember. I can't I don't remember. I think if so. Maybe someone out there could tell us. Which episode? If I've been driven home before. It was just Karen and I. Did, did we drive Karen home from LAX? I don't think. Answer that and you get a free pillowcase filled Ooh. with soap. Yeah. It's your nuts. No, it's this way. Okay, I'm no, no. scared of this. Wrong way. direction. Oh, though. certainly. I will uh, appear <laughs> drunk now. <laughs> I'm just drifting. Yeah. Like I'm driving in China. way. Um... What have you been doing? Oh, working. Sorry. Yeah, working, but also um, I've been doing some stand-up still. I'm trying to keep doing that. I've been doing warm-up for uh, the comments section, which has kind of become fun. I have like a headset, and the guy's like, okay, we're going to need applause out of break here. <laughs> that's how he talks. How many I, have you done? Um, I think six of them. Oh, that's great. Uh, and... Um, and it's, I'm starting to get the hang of it. I'm realizing you don't just do your jokes. Uh, you, you, uh, I literally have to make the audience laugh the second, third, or fourth time they've heard the same joke. Yeah. And uh, yell at them like fourth graders, which is weird because some of them are people I know that aren't being paid to be there. Yeah. But other audience members, studio audiences uh, are often paid. And often they're just like just moved to L.A. from Ukraine. Yes. And maybe the jokes aren't hitting for them. And 
Maybe English isn't their first language. Maybe they're on a tiny bit of smack. Or it's just an audience person that's simply on smack. and It's as simple as smack. It's as simple as smack. And Oftentimes they, in this town. They have, uh, they have, they have billboards. Actually, I'm very proud that you're areas. doing, you're still doing that because I think warm-up is the hardest job there is. It's fun. I mean, it's an opportunity to get paid to kind of do stand-up uh, yeah. in town. And also, it's it's forcing me to fill a lot of time and not and worry about right. it. And not have jokes. And yeah, it's made me tell stories that I think will turn into jokes and... It's been nothing but enjoyable. That's great. I like being busy, Karen. Look at you, Johnny Two Jobs. Yeah. (laughs) Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Two Jobs. Uh, Can I be Jimmy? Sorry, my middle name is James. Oh, yes, absolutely. How about Jimmers? (laughs) Let's not be crazy about it. (laughs) That's what I call my dad when when, uh, he's mad. To make him a little more mad. (laughs) Jimmers, what's wrong? Knock it off. That's my dad's name too, Jimmers. Did you ever throw a Jimmers at him? I haven't yet. It's fun. It'll really gum up the works. Some kind of, sometimes I call him Jimmy Jim Jim. <laughs> That's uh, his second wife. That's, she would, use that she would say that? How yeah. many wives has he had? What's that? How many wives has he had? Uh, he's on his third wife and oh. she's delightful. Fun. But the, 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 when my dad first got married uh, the second time, so I guess not the first time, the second time. First got little, remarried. Yeah. Yes, when he first got remarried, I was a little nervous because he's, they were very excited, you know, out of their first marriages, divorced, and then uh, so excited that they wore matching rugby shirts. And, <laughs> uh, you know, that took its toll. But we went to a therapy forum. Uh, we went to a landmark seminar, and I said, I hate these uh, shirts. And he's like, Okay, son, I'll stop wearing rugby shirts. That, you know, like sometimes it seems like someone will have two kids and they aren't twins, but they just want to dress them up the same. Yeah. Or are they fraternal because the one has the red hair? No, no. We no, just no. dress them up. It's just the easier same. for me to see them in a group. Well, you are, you don't know you're doing irreparable damage to their <laughs> development as an adult. You might as well give them each rifles. But, but in your case, it was your parents that were wearing matching shirts. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry we're laughing at you. Oh, your I'm expense. so sorry. I it's forgot. Okay, Jimmy, Jim, Jim's. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, the, but the idea that it, it, it is terrible because it's just like, you know, what parents are embarrassing anyway. Um, I'm but, doing a U-turn just because we've only been talking about 40 minutes. Oh, we're yeah. Your keep place. it going. Let's keep this going. Um, but the idea that it was such a problem that you had to take it to the Landmark Forum is incredibly delightful to me. Well, I saw, and uh, you, you real, I had to come up with something fast because the guy that spoke right <laughs> before me was a big, tough truck driver, and boy, did his dad touch his butt. Oh, man. And uh, he was being very open and honest, and he's like, well, yep, he uh, had his way with me a number of times uh and it was a big huge tough guy and it must have been so hard for him to talk and then i was just scrambling like dad hit me hit me now give me something (laughs) uh but yeah it was it was that thing is a cult and i think you're familiar with uh, the landmark thing but yes um not a cult i don't know i don't want to it's like a pyramid scheme. It is, yes. Or something. Ponzi yes. scheme. I feel like they scam the people that end up giving, the, becoming the leaders of it. Yeah. Uh, also. Anytime you have to pay a bunch of money to get uh, healthy. Right. 
uh, I guess. What therapy is that? Therapy I mean, is pretty expensive, but I have insurance. Yeah. You can't, it, you know, and it's like, um, it doesn't increase my, I, I know I'm going to pay a hundred bucks each time to like yeah. basically complain at right. one lady. And she doesn't, like... she doesn't say, here's what you've got to do. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. She just goes, oh, I don't know about that. See, and then the, I go, Ooh, the, you're the, right. Yeah. The deeper you got with this thing, the more that seminars cost, uh, you realize the people teaching them are hypnotized into doing it for almost nothing. Uh, uh you know, that's the problems I had with, but I, I, I did get a lot out of it and I think it was because I went with my family well and also this goes back to my and I know I've talked about this before I won't go on about it but I very much if you I so believe in the Brene Brown uh, who was a I've talked to you about that right she's the shame researcher and she's written all these books about shame and shame resilience because that's what that the big trucker before you saying the thing that you think makes you different ugly alone everything saying that out loud to a group of people and having that group of people go oh fuck that's terrible we hear you that's awful thank you for being here that that makes shame and all the terrible things that go along with shame go away and that's what people are looking for in all of those systems that they end up going to whether it's a cult or a or something that actually helps them or whatever yeah. everyone's just looking for someone to go not to go oh here's how you fix it or never say that again or whatever but to go I hear what you're saying that is fucked you didn't deserve that you know and and we're here with you Yeah, just being I, in it with them yeah and I think I can use that right now like yeah I'm gonna say I uh as a kid Karen I I used to eat my boogers and you know what I I haven't told anyone ever I it was gross it is gross yeah and and to quit to quit and I quit on my own (laughs) I would imagine me collecting so many boogers together that it was the size of a baseball and I had to bite it like an apple I did like an apple, a, a sphere of boogers, sometimes no. different people's. No, no. Yeah. And that's how I quit. <laughs> Is any of this true? Yes. Is it for real? Hey, that's not what they do at I'm the sorry, forum. I'm sorry. <laughs> what if I went to that truck driver and said, <laughs> your butthole, what kind of a father is that? Is any of this true? But that's why I'm not on the podcast with that truck driver. <laughs> He's not funny at all. Uh, well, I'm glad. It feels good for me to have said that. Fine, I'll say mine. I used to eat, um, my mom would buy Milano cookies. I wish she just said booger balls. <laughs> booger balls that were, um, I would collect them from around my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom would get Milano cookies when guests would come over because she had this specific dessert she used to make. Mm-hmm. And I would go in and you know how those Pepperidge Farm cookies, they are laid in on levels. Yeah. So there's like four in a little white cup and then yeah, there's yeah. a piece of cardboard. Sure, sure. So we would, I would eat the levels and then just replace them with things so that when she went to make dessert, there was only the top four. Oh, but it was just, uh, you know, a, a hide a key or something yeah it'd be like um or i would leave the cardboard in uh, tipped up so it was just holding the cups up almost <laughs> like a little house of cards it was a real house of cards emotionally because you know it came toppling down one day because clearly i had a, a major eating problem from day one and so did you well my problem was there's no goddamn food in the house <laughs> i guess that do you think that's what it might have been like an anxiety 
response to that? Yeah, I always ate and I still eat with the urgency of someone in a prison mess hall because I eat like someone's going to come and take it away. Yeah. Because oftentimes, and I think we've talked about this, my mom would find, would make a dish or something and be there on the counter and my sister and I would scramble over to get it and uh, she said, don't eat that, it's for a recipe for work. So we're like, damn it. <laughs> Frozen burritos, it is. So she would do things like... We knew she was able to follow a recipe and cook. Well, yeah. not that late. But I think moms should maybe provide food. No, absolutely. <laughs> My mom was the same way. She, yeah. We had um, Triscuits. She would come home from work and have Triscuits and cheese and wine. And then sometimes throw in like a couple chicken breasts and overcook them and make some minute rice. Uh, that was... I actually love that meal now. <laughs> like, if I make that, it's really uh, comforting. Minute rice, canned corn, and a really overcooked chicken breast. I, that doesn't sound bad to me. I was good. the only person that went off to college, and everyone's complaining about the food in the food zoo where everyone ate, and I thought it was the best shit I'd ever eaten. <laughs> I, I gained uh, that 15 pounds that people talk about. It's so funny. It's like... I always think about that of like so the people who are so lucky that they don't that food isn't their thing it's some other thing and then I'm just like yeah but that thing is torturing them the way food tortures me yeah it's all it's just a different result yes it just seems to me like the people who are addicted to um, exercise you know or simply smack or simply smack <laughs> then they they get to have nice bodies yeah yeah, and exactly. the, on all the great things that go along with it. <laughs> Loose teeth. Loose oh, teeth. What's this guy doing? Being groped on the bus. This guy. Was this some cop action? Yeah, I always get... I don't know why cops are making me nervous lately. Is it something I've done? Have you... Um, are your licenses All my licenses date? are in order. Fishing. Good. Commercial driving. <laughs> C-class. You can drive a, a oh, yeah. semi. Big rig. You bet. Good, 18 good, good. gears. Nice. I'll shift the fuck out of them. Can you do one of those three-point turns on an 18, in an 18-wheeler? Uh, I can try right now. And then that's the end of the podcast. That's the backing it up. Oh, okay. I thought you were that person at the party that does that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Very similar. It is. It is. Those truck drivers love to party. Someone sent us a nice, uh, or sent me an email on my little contact form on my website and said they really appreciate when we talked about our moms. So we Really? Should, yeah, maybe not this time, but we should have a mom episode. We should. You know what's weird? I will say this. I keep on dreaming. I don't know if you get this ever. I keep having dreams where my mom is fine. And in the dream, I go, what the fuck? She was really, really bad. Yeah. And in the dream, but you're not supposed to say anything in oh, the dream. Karen, I have the same dream. Do you have that dream? Yeah. yeah. And you get, I get really irritated, but I know I'm not allowed to be. I get mad because she's been pretending. Yes. Yeah. And you can't, but you know you can't. Yeah. Oh, shit. We have the same same dream. Yeah, I really do. I've, I've uh, we're, you know, because, and I think that's good because we don't want to remember our mom's without all their brain right power. exactly it's i think it's good and i think i that is how i remember my mom and it's easier 
because we definitely have resentment toward our moms for leaving us. Yes. And so it's easier to to feel that toward a, the healthy version of your mom in yeah. a dream. Right. Than the feeling that I have sometimes, which is just like, what the fuck? And it just hits me randomly every once in a while where I just go, oh, fuck. Like, that's such a weird absence. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I'm going to run out of gas. Speaking of absence. <laughs> the absence of fuel. I'm drunk right now. Speaking of absence. <laughs> oh, oh you should not have gotten drunk on absence before you came oh, to pick me up. It's just so blue and inviting. <laughs> it's green. Or green and inviting. You were writing all your sad poems and sipping absinthe. Oh, yeah. I do it very classically. I have a thimble of Coke and a powdered wig. Yes. <laughs> and then just tons of jokes for Jamie Lee's show on True TV. Just coming on, off of a scroll. <laughs> I just Tomorrow I'm just going to roll it across the table. Here are thine jokes! <laughs> hey, did you, have to write, did you have to watch the VMAs for that show? No, no, but I did watch today a clip of uh, Chris Hardwick hosting some segment of the VMAs in 1995, and I realized, wow. Shit. That's 20 years ago. Oh, no, he's been busting ass for quite some time. Is this where we were? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. I just watched the part, which I really loved, um, where Nicki Minaj got her award, and then she started talking shit at Miley Cyrus. Okay, yeah, explain that to me. I heard uh, it was like it. Basically, Miley Cyrus got interviewed, and Miley Cyrus was talking about race, some element of race, and mentioned Nicki Minaj, which is not smart, yeah. but... Um, and so when she got her award, she was like, and now back to this bitch who'd been talking about me in the press and da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, Miley, what's good? Which is my favorite. Uh, it's like, because she's basically saying, fuck you, or uh -huh. like, what's up, or come at me. But it was, what's good? Like, I feel like a 90-year-old woman these days where, like, yeah. all the slang is totally right. nonsensical and to you know, me. I'm, I'm pretty up to speed with, I think, uh, most, most of the slang, except I just said up to speed. <laughs> but uh, I think this is yeah. Nicki Minaj personal slang. Like, I think, I think that's probably yeah. what she says. What's good? What's good? Which And I just, I love well, her face. Well, I like face. the new back. Is that what Nicki, <laughs> is that what Miley was supposed Miley, to say? Do you know that Miley Cyrus, in her, in her classic Disney star child star way went you know that things get turned around in the press like weirdly calmly received the comment <laughs> like when i watched the clip i watched like it, a well-trained yes ch child who's been robbed of their youth <laughs> just just a creepy uh a, uh person who was when they were seven was also 35 yeah i there was a i I told you about the time there was like a celebrity golf tournament and on one team golfing together were uh, Kenny G, <laughs> Michael Douglas, and Haley Joel Osment. And no. he was, Haley was sinking these long putts with the concentration of a, a seasoned pro. Yeah. And then at the end, and, but Kenny G and Michael Douglas were treating him like a kid and he'd sink a putt and they'd, would put him up on their shoulders and like, hey, the kid, he's got it. And the, he was like, put me down, sirs. Oh. Like he seemed really. And then at the end, his dad came over and they shook hands with full eye contact, that kind of handshake that you only make with a business partner. Oh, no. And it just was, uh, but he seems to have grown up fine, grown up, you know. Oh, my God. Spoils of Babylon, one of my favorite shows. Is he on it? He's on it. He plays 
Kristen Wiig's son, and he is so funny. He knows yeah. exactly who he is, yeah. what he is, and he's hilarious, and he is a great actor. Yeah, maybe you don't need the pitfalls of struggling through a youth to become a level-headed adult. No, I think he had some pitfalls, though. Remember he got arrested for a DUI? Right, yeah, I guess. I mean, I... I but yeah, that he's in your kid still. He's no Macaulay Culkin, but no, no. I think he's lived at least. He's, he's lived no, a little. He's no party monster. No, he didn't Wasn't murder there, anybody. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Oops, <laughs> sorry about that noise. Uh, God damn it! I uh, God damn the noise! God damn it! I'll try and doctor it. I'm I'm not uh, the best sound engineer, but I've been taking some stabs at it. Or the last episode, you know, I'm doing what I can. I mean, we're doing good. For, for two people who don't know what the fuck they're doing ever. Yes. Well, you do. I'm no, just, that's no, I'll me. take that. <laughs> I'll take that. I think we're doing good. The fact that, oh, when I was in Denver, um, there was a guy, shit, I'm sorry, I won't remember your name because it was Denver. That was, uh -huh. one, that was one festival ago. What yes. is my life? I'm so <laughs> old. Um, but he told me that we, our stuff goes up on Stitcher. And so there's something Someone wrong. Someone made a comment the other day and said, you're no longer on Stitcher, and it makes me sad. So I, we got to find out what the hell Stitcher is. Yeah, we have to find out what that, what can be done about it, what we're supposed to do. He, yeah. The person I talked to said that, that there might be people at All Things Comedy that know the passwords or I don't yeah. know, whatever okay. it is. Okay, I'll look into that. But it was like, it goes back to a certain... It, it ends at Chip Pope's episode. So, oh, wow. Yeah. It's it's a recent thing. Okay. Um, well, anyway. Well, Chip Pope was a few episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. I mean, it's not like, you know, I don't know. We'll get to the bottom of it. I mean, is there any other business you need to work out? Should I balance my checkbook right now? Well, I, I could use, uh, I've counted up these receipts. I'll go ahead and hand you these. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of paper. Okay, let's see Green here. visor. Yeah. Okay, these are all. Oh, R nope. Rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. Yeah, so it's all just uh, rhubarb. Tax rhubarb. I in my glove jockey. Why bar. are you buying all this rhubarb? I don't know. It's the tanginess. <laughs> it's the fact I don't know what to do with it. It's the fact that I don't really like celery, but this looks like it, so maybe it'll help with my celery hatreds. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know rhubarb from Shinola. <laughs> but you do. You do. You're up on the slang. Oh yeah. <laughs> For land's sake, <laughs> Shinola doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. It was it was uh, quickly pushed away by the popularity of sarsaparilla, <laughs> <laughs> which the kids can't stop talking about oh, nowadays. Don't forget chicory root <laughs> um, or jicama. I'm so, now we're just naming things that sound weird. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, I love vocab Tourette's. <laughs> and now I mean it. I'm dropping you off at your okay, house. Okay, good, because I'm so tired. I'm going to die. Just lay down in the map. The <laughs> Lay down in a map. Okay. Figure out what you're doing tomorrow. Could you drop and... me off at the gas station? I have to buy a map. <laughs> yes, of course. We haven't had a paper map for a decade, <laughs> all of us. And I'm tired of these cash-only places. I haven't had cash in my pocket since the 90s. Do I look like some kind of a fence mender? Yeah. Uh... I get paid in checks. Like a grown-up. We just actually, at this festival, we got paid in cash, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's fun to get a whole pile of cash. Is there package. a car in front of my house? That's so oh, upsetting. Well, we're about to give them some lip. This is what I fear. No, they aren't in front of your house. Okay, good. Well, that was a fun time, Karen. That was. 
Oh, I don't know. I'm so scared. To, I don't know. I don't want to honk in front of my asshole neighbor Chuck's house. It's okay. I think people know that we do that, and I can do. You know that I'm like a Michael Winslow when it comes to voice sounds. So. <gasps> Will you do a vocal honk? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, then I'm gonna do your part. Okay. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I uh, am gonna be doing some gigs with Todd Berry, um, in the 11th and 12th. I'll be in Arizona at. Tempe and Tucson on the, uh, respectively, the 11th and 12th, and then Missoula, Montana, my hometown with Todd Berry on the 16th. Oh, fun. And, uh, and oh, that's, I'm you talked about that on the stream? pictures for my calendar that I'll, I'm going to sell a calendar. Oh, okay. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, self, self-indulgent calendar of my own face. Well, me and photographs that are illustrating some of my jokes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is that your idea? It's my friend Andy Chemises. He's a photographer, and he said, let's make a calendar. And I said, okay, I guess I'm not opposed to that. That's a great idea. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to be doing Dave Ross's Terrified Live at Meltdown Comics on Monday, September 7th at 9 o'clock. And uh, that's kind of, that I, that I like a lot. That's a live podcast. It should be good. So That sounds great. I like you feel Dave like Ross. it come to that. Terrific. I, like, I really like Dave Ross. All right, so this has been Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R. Are you leaving? Are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malcorn. Uh, with Karen and Cress.